Welcome to the Conscious Masculine Lab. I'm your host, Charles Osborne. Get ready to unleash the power within as we navigate the realms of masculinity, dive into the depths of consciousness, and embark on a transformational journey to truly redefine what it means to be a man. Get ready to amplify your potential and embrace the conscious evolution of the masculine spirit. This is not just another podcast. It's a laboratory for the modern man, ready to forge his path with purpose and authenticity. Welcome to the Conscious Masculine Lab. Charles Osborne here with another episode of the Conscious Masculine Lab. I'm super excited to bring to you my guest today, Chris Soy. Mm -hmm. We have been connecting this morning, and this is going to be an exciting time to really dive into story, adventure, connection, Mm -hmm. dreaming, Mm -hmm. possibility. And so you'll want to listen in to what this man has to say. Chris, I first experienced you at Convergence Mm -hmm. when I brought my son to Son's Youth. And you've inspired him. And he's followed you. And that's been magical for me to see another man inspire my son Mm -hmm. and to hold space for him and to help him have that language and that emotional bandwidth to help move him into manhood. Mm -hmm. And so I'm honored to be connecting with you this morning. And I want to know who is this man in front of me? First off, Charles, thanks for allowing me to be here, man. I, it's an honor, and yeah, these are these are beautiful things we're we're gonna talk about. So, who am I? Is that your question? Who yeah. Am who I? is this beautiful, powerful <laughs> man? This uh, this uh, educator, this contractor, this builder, this content creator, this adventurer, this mentor, this poet. Uh-huh. Who is this dynamic, beautiful, powerful man that sits in front of me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, that's so funny to hear those things out loud. <laughs> uh, who am I? You know, that it's changed. It really has. Uh, I feel like I'm 36. So over the last couple of years, it has morphed and changed. And, and I have... I'm honestly, to answer the question simply, I'm still figuring that out <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, I've It's been a beautiful journey for me, um, getting to kind of zoom out of my life and seeing it in kind of a big picture format. It's, um, it's a cool thing. Uh, who am I? <laughs> I? I mean, you said it. I think you said it. Uh, my, I feel like what I'm here to do at the end of the day, is to just to remind people that they're part of the family, the spiritual family. I think that's my really anchored into that mission over the last couple of years. And the way that looks in my everyday life is um, mentoring young men that are feeling lost and not quite sure how to make sense of the world that in front of them and that's in front of them. And uh, a mentor is probably a good a poet for sure, an artist. Um, the, as far as the contractor and different things, I think that's just the way I, that I've, I've used my hands and used my body and used my expression to make the world a better place. Um, so, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Be here. 
So there's an exciting project that you're doing, and I want to tease this a little bit, but I don't want to go into it yet. Of course, yeah. The listeners are going to be able to have an opportunity to be a part of something that's unique and special, and we want to give them that offer at the end to really see this. This is a powerful, beautiful experience that you're crafting, one-of-a-kind, unique, very special, Mm -hmm. and... I'm excited for you to lay it out. Sure. I want to use the word invitation, though, not offer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just an invitation. An invitation to be yeah. a part of this dream that mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. I like the word invitation, mm-hmm. too. And so before we really get that, I want the listeners to hold on for that. Before we get there, it felt really sacred and special to me to witness you being a part of this son's youth. Yeah. And, you know, for me on that final day of convergence, when they brought all the youth in blindfolded and the fathers were standing in front of them. Yeah. That that energy right there was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. And it feels sacred, the mentoring and the work and the heart that you have for young men. Yeah. Where where does that come from? Where is that born from? Yeah, thanks for bringing me back there. Um, you're right. That was that was super powerful. And for the the people listening, just to give some paint a picture, we had there was about forty of us young men and mentors standing in the middle of this field, and then out of the woods and all the different places from this camp that Sacred Sons had rented. There's all of these men. How many men were there? I forget. Four to five hundred. Four to five hundred. Yeah, and uh, coming in and just surrounding us and in a giant circle, giant banging circle, drums, banging burning drums. incense, screaming. Yeah, and uh, feeling for me being a part of that, in being a part of that in the middle, and and getting to experience it from my purview and from my end of things was, yeah, something that I too will. will forget uh, at least for a very long time and that helped that event and what we were creating together um, I think really is a defining moment for what I do now and uh, yeah initiating that's what that is a rite of passage from when a boy steps into manhood and being supported and witnessed by hundreds of men and what that did for the young men, what that did for the fathers, what that did for the, the, the young men that didn't have fathers and watching just men step in mm. to that place, um, yeah. I think is a, it was an incredible thing. So, yeah. yeah, that feels really special. Is there something particular that really inspired you in your own personal life and in your, yeah. in your human experience and this journey that you've had? Pretty much all of it, man. I mean, th- I think the culmination of my life has, has really brought me here. Um, this is, I, I grew up in foster care. Um, mm. I grew up in, in children's homes. My mom gave me up when I was six. And from six to 16, I bounced around from house to house to house to house, looking for a place to belong, looking, feeling that lost, just not knowing um, where to go, who to look to, having trust issues, feeling I was let down and dropped by so many different people, um, not having a father figure, not meeting my dad um, until I was 33 years old, which wasn't even 
something that he tried to do was something that I had to do uh, for my own <laughs> own understanding. And uh, it, absolutely what I do now is, is a direct reflection of, of what I needed. In fact, a couple of years ago, I decided that the, the man that I am today, the man that I'm aiming to be is directly tied to the man that I needed when I was 13 years old. I, I, I'm becoming my North Star is being the man that my 13-year-old self needed today or needed then. And, and that's really what fuels me. Uh, that's what keeps me, keeps me on my path and keeps me directed. Mm. It gives me purpose. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know that that must have been extremely challenging to have that start in life. And, you know, a few things that you said was that feeling this lack of trust and knowing that there were certain things that you needed. Now you had this conscious level of awareness of yourself mm -hmm. and taking that agency to give yourself now what you didn't receive then and also hold space yeah. for those who might need the same thing. Yeah. That's a, that feels like that vibrates at a very high level for me. And, and you know, to, we talk about men's work. Yeah. And, and what does that even mean? What was the work that it took for you to get to that place to where you were able to realize and come into that different level of frequency? Because it would have been real easy to be angry still. Yeah. And to spiral out with that. Sure. What oh, was and the, I was. <laughs> what was the work that it took? Like, what work did you put in to come to that place and have that level of consciousness? Um, yeah, big question there. Uh, I think for me, what it came down to was just getting, recognizing that the where I was getting was wasn't going very far uh, that I was I was in a, a bit of a loop within myself I got tired of my own shit <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better word um, I was I was finally got to the place where I looked at my life and said oh, it feels like I'm, I've, I've been here before mm. I feel like I'm doing the same thing um, it was a it was actually a woman that I think brought me that really helped me see this. Um, several women, actually. <laughs> uh, just my relationships, they, they, they started to just look the same um, for me. And um, when I was able to take the time and take the space to really look in to where some of this was coming from, where this anger was coming from, where this, this hurt, because that's all it was, was, I was, there was hurt. Yeah, hurt behind all of the anger, behind all of the it's everybody else's fault. It's mm, it's um it's everybody else's that fault. That victim story was was oh, it felt so good to blame everyone else for why I was where I was. And yeah. uh eventually I had to really come to terms with that and and look inside and realize that it, it wasn't everybody else, that they're just reflections for me. And there was a couple of moments in particular that really clicked. Um Realizing that I was, I was in fact playing more of the secret victim, not from like the oh look at me like oh, mm, but more of the secret victim in the sense that um, everyone else was the villain 
and by default making me the victim. That's fascinating that you would come to that awareness. Yeah. If there's a villain in the story, then that means that there's a victim of the story or a hero that I didn't fully know. Yeah. And and that's the the villain's job in any story is to call forward the hero. That's the job of the villain. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And so once I, I got around that concept and that idea... Um, things really started to shift for me and, and it was about looking at my world through a different lens and, and looking at things weren't happening to me, but they were happening for me, that cliche, but it's, it's a cliche for a reason because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah. I'm hearing you say that you recognized some patterns within yourself that were like, you just got tired of it going through those same patterns and as you were opening yourself up to maybe trusting the feminine and feeling that, you know, that that mother wound. Mm. Um, Mama drama. Yeah. I mean, and, and rightfully so. But leaning into trusting the feminine and being seen and witnessed by the feminine mm-hmm. allowed you to open up mm-hmm. and see things through a different perspective, a different lens and and see your story and see the role and, and take ownership of how that was playing out for yourself. Yeah. And and take back your power. Yeah, to claim it. To claim your mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. And I do witness you as a powerful man. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you as somebody who's willing to take risks and charge forward into unknown paths yeah. to create something that is not there and there's a lot of divine power with that type of courage and it's i feel that you've taken that same sense of courage within your yourself that you've owned your story now and that you're making it freaking beautiful thank you brother yeah no it's nice to receive yeah and uh very very accurate and very true and i just want to say if you spot it you got it (laughs) (laughs) and he's a poet and he knows it yeah that's right that's right Um, so that's man i'm so uh grateful to hear that story and just to witness that and that you would be willing and vulnerable to share that um so powerful man so powerful um i want to get into this project yeah let's talk about it are you ready to dive into yeah, let's that let's talk about it man yeah absolutely okay this is something that's very special unique and there's a story behind it sure is and i'm curious if you'd be willing to share what that story is <sighs> well first off um should we tell them the name of the project by all means let's Uh, frame it yeah so the project i'm working on which is an all-consuming very purposeful project for me is called men's alaska project map is the acronym and uh it is a full encompassing 
project that is that is calling not only calling me forward and stepping into higher levels of what I believe I'm here to do, but it's also a beautiful opportunity for men and young men to heal. Essentially, our our mission uh, it's an it's a nonprofit 5013C, and our mission is to connect fatherless young men with men that are heal have filled and healed and to connect them and to br- literally bridge that gap. Uh, we, we, ha- we live in a world where men are languishing, they're hurting, they, they, they don't have that direction, that sense of purpose. Um, and then we have young men that are completely lost. And if we can, if we can help men heal and feel, um, or feel and heal, and get them to do the work, invite them to do the work, and then they become mentors for the next generation, this, I believe, uh, can really change, change our world and change our planet. And um, it, it starts with, it starts with me, uh, and then it, it starts with you, and it starts with just men in general that are willing to get brave and, and chart unknown territory, um, learning to navigate their external environment, and more importantly, learn to navigate their internal environment, so they know what's happening within them. Uh, and and we do this in a very unique way. A very unique way. Um, I I bought some land <laughs> a couple of years ago, in 2019 when the world was crazy. Uh, I, I ditched everything I was working towards. I was um, I was businessman. I had my own design build company. I was doing well. I was doing high end renovations for big clients, essentially making rich people more comfortable. Uh, I got a little burnt out. Something in my soul was calling me forward. Um, I, I relished in the fact that I had built this company from the ground up, but that this is something I was told what a man was, someone that could you know, have everything he wanted, buy everything he wanted. And, um, but in the back of my heart, in the back of my soul, was saying there's something more, there's something more, there's something more. And COVID really did a number on me. Uh, because I began to, to begin a shift in um, how I, what I was doing was being perceived and, and people were using my art to fill this void in them. Like mm. I need this, I need, uh, I need to feel safe. So I'm going to use um, the home to help me feel safe. And then when I would build these beautiful grand, um, <laughs> you know, places, spaces in their home and it didn't satisfy something something told me that this was off um mm, yeah. and what i realized and why i created a design build company in the first place was a i needed artistic expression but b i wanted to give the sense of belonging i wanted to give a sense of home mm. i didn't know that at the time it was a subconscious thing um and at the end of 2019 make a long story short i found myself in alaska for a three-day weekend uh, just to get away and I arrived on this this land, this uh, island in the middle of this wild river. And as soon as I stepped foot on the land, I knew that it was needed to be in my stewardship. And uh, I ditched, I ditched the plan to to. I also owned a, a glamping business at the time. And uh, yeah, I decided to sell it all um, to go in all in for this thing, and uh, ended up purchasing the land had no idea what I was doing. Um, I actually went with my brother. It was a two-year anniversary of our brother Caleb's suicide. Uh, I told you I, I, I lived in foster care. And uh, I grew up with lots of brothers. There's not many of us left. Many of them have committed suicide in prison, jail, 
died in car accidents. I mean, there's really not too many of us. And I remember having this conversation with my brother. Um, why us? You know, why, why are we still here? Mm. And Chad looked at me and he was like, I think we're supposed to do something with it. And through the, this kind of pattern interrupt of me being in this wild place, looking at this wild river and surrounded by these trees, something awoke in me. And uh, I knew I had to buy this land. And over the course of the next couple of years, it's now 2024, um, it feels like I've been putting a puzzle together, but I don't get to see the box. And it's this complete surrender of eat what's on your plate and then I'll show you the next step. And it's this, um, maybe a better analogy, it's, it's, it's walking into these unknown places, into the literal wilderness with my own machete and, and carving a path that I, I isn't just now beginning to like really manifest itself as a full vision. Um, and it was, a, it was a deep edge for me. And uh, now what Men's Alaska Project is, is a wild island in, in Alaska. It's a summer camp for men. Um, and we, the big focus of what we do, we, we say that we're strengthening men through WIMPs, W-I-M-P-S, which is kind of a funny acronym of what we're doing, which is Wild Experiences, Initiations, Rites of Passage, uh, mentorship through an actual sustainable model. There's a lot of mentorships programs in the world, but they they're just don't, we're not really, it's not a sustainable thing. So mentorship, uh, P is play-based curriculum, everything through the lens of play. Um, tapping back in our inner wild to our inner child. That's what that's about. Mm, inner then, wild to the inner child. That's right. I really like that. Yeah, because that's at the end of the day, we're just little boys look at wanting to play and explore and chase and stay curious. Um, yes, and I agree. And then S would be uh, servant leadership, building a better world through go-givers instead of go-getters. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a truly beautiful blessing for me to be a steward of this. And uh, I, I don't see myself as the owner in any way. I'm just a, the borrower of the land. I'm a, a steward of the land. And the cool part is is that I get to, I get to share it um, with, with men and my friends and ultimately young people that come out and uh, get to taste this this wild nature. Mm. In a nutshell. <laughs> There's more to it. Yeah. That's amazing. So I really like how you started out with the vision. Mm -hmm. And the vision was based on a really um, realistic view of where we're at in the world yeah and what's needed for sure what's needed right now is for men to rise up so that they can affect Correct. the next generation yeah. claiming their power yeah understanding that they have untapped potential yes within them and and getting awakening them, awakening let's wake up man that's right because asleep. our sons need us. Yeah. Our grandsons need us. This planet needs us. Let's wake the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And so there's this huge need that you're seeing to connect men to the youth in the next generation. Yeah. And how do we do that? And this 
solution, this vision yeah. of connecting that in with the wild. For sure. That's the key. That is, in, me, in my world, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Because Alaska, man, that's intimidating territory. That's yeah. not, you know, a plush little trip down to the local rec center or no. the, you know, five-star resort center where they have the massages and the, you know, all the things. Sure. Like, yeah, when you're in Alaska, <laughs> it's, there's inherent danger in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, you're not the big man on campus anymore, you know? And so there's a whole reevaluation of perspective of who we are and how yeah. we show up yeah. in this environment. Right. And there, there's something about the wild, the, the returning home, because we, we live in a pretty, pretty cush world. Yeah. And as we like to say, sometimes we've got to leave the cush, spend some time in the bush. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, we just become, as I say, shampoo and conditioned. Uh, we, we have lost our fire. As a result, I think we've lost our wild heart, and it's the wilderness that calls us back in. It's, mm. it's, it's, there's something about the... I mean, there's a reason why Superman had a fortress of solitude. Uh, he carved out of the, the cave ice himself. There's something about getting out and getting away and experiencing not isolation, but solitude. Yeah. Where we can get away from the noise and we can really tap back into our core. And when we have men in the world that, and I don't mean to, you know, dog on men that don't know how to change tires or change their oil and, and you know, th there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But we've just become so used to paying someone else to do the things that I, I think that we've forgotten as a result. We've forgotten of like our own capacity, our own abilities to to really make the change that we want to see in the world. We, we've we've mm. outsourced our power in so many different ways. And Alaska is, is a beautiful, for me, uh, and I think a lot of people, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, reminder that there is so much more, <laughs> so much more than we understand. And, and yeah. it's about, we talked about this before we, we jumped on this is like our job isn't to teach um, anybody anything. Uh, my job, I'll speak for me. My job is to create safe spaces for men to to answer their own questions. They have the answers. It's just about answering, asking the right questions. They have all that they need. This isn't something I can. Maybe I'm a guide. I don't like the word coach. I'm a, I'm a guide. I help. I help people climb their own mountains. Uh, and, I, and I'm right there along the way helping you stay out of danger um, and providing ropes when necessary. But at the end of the day, I help men and young men find the power within themselves. That limiting belief that says, I can't do this. No, my friend, you're very much wrong. You absolutely can do this, and I'm going to show you. And we need, as I say, boys can't be what they can't see, and men can't change what they can't reach. And they, boys just need somebody to look at and say, well, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Wait, I can do that? If they can do that, then why can't I do that? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Inspiration. Why can't I? And I think that we're asking the wrong questions. Why can't I? There is no reason. You can. And so giving young men these, these I don't know, the frameworks, but giving them that 
that aspiration, something to look towards, I think is really, I think is really how we're going to do this thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 100%, I agree with you that there's this power that's been given away and reclaiming that power mm -hmm. um, is essential to the transformation that's inevitable to happen. Yeah. Once that comes into play. Yeah. And there's so many avenues to what you're doing here. There's so, it's so dynamic. And to come from where you came from and to have that struggle and that awareness and that transformation and to be able to be in your position right now is magical. Mm. To be able to hold space, to be a guide for men, to connect them together with youth, to be a catalyst. And there's also something coming up for me about cultivating, you know, because you stepped foot on this land and it's raw. Yeah, raw. It's raw. Raw as it gets. Raw as it gets. Right. I mean, you're foraging through with a machete, making the trail as yeah. you go. Yeah, and it, and it was the only power equipment that we had was a, was a, uh, a chainsaw. Um, I mean, it, I couldn't get big equipment. I mean, in a, in, a, in a world where, you know, you could just go out and get a bulldozer and start making, most of the land that was carved was, was used either a shovel and a chainsaw. I mean, we're talking, this land, we're talking, I mean, there's been less than, I don't know, maybe 25 people that have ever stepped foot on the land in itself, not to mention that it's backed up to thousands of miles of wilderness, which I know for certain no human has ever gone in because it's just far too dense. It's just far too dense. And I, I think the beauty of it is that what it was asking me to do was to not just come in here with big equipment, but to till it by hand. And there was something yeah. about getting my hands in the earth and in the dirt. I say that the, I was carving the land, but at the end of the day, it was carving me. Mm. It was carving me. It was carving you. That's right. And, and there was so much, there was so much beauty and lessons and metaphor that was unearthed, literally and figuratively. When I was when I was trimming trees, I, I, I saw myself. I mean, I was literally having conversations with the trees. I was on the first time I was there was uh, on the land, ninety three days by myself, and then it was one hundred and fourteen days, and it was one hundred. I mean, out in the wild by myself, and I would have these conversations with the trees, and I was trimming them up. I would I would get these. I would see myself. They were just my reflections. We have to trim up the dead energy that's no longer serving us that once served us but no longer mm. serving us, trimming them out so that we don't grow out, we grow up. And it's like there's so much there. Wow. One, one wow. small example of what the land has been teaching me in this yeah. process. And the fact that when I first bought it, I thought it's called an inlet uh, of this wild, uh, it's called the, the river's called the Chattanooga River. And it was, it's like a, the land that I have is like an inlet of the Chattanooga River. I soon found out that it was, it's actually a natural spring and the, so for me, that was like, the, the river isn't feeding me. We're feeding the river. And what that did in my framework to help me see what I was building, 
it, it, it shifted everything. And I remember when I first arrived on the land and I was like feeling into when spirit was trying to communicate to me. And I wasn't, I'd felt the feeling before of like, okay, I know, I know spirit, soul, God is talking to me, but how do I, how do I attune? How do I get to the frequency that can actually hear accurately what it's saying? Yeah. And I, I've done that so many, I think I hear you. And then I go off and do my own thing and completely jack it up. But mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, what are you saying? And I remember seeing this beaver hit its tail on the river. And I, I heard in my spirit, all who come here will be transformed. Mm. And I got, I got super excited and I was like, okay, okay, okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? Don't take that and run with that. Sit, sit, hold it, hold it. What does that mean? And I sat there a few more minutes and a, a beaver um, started swimming uh, upstream. And at this point it was early morning and the water was like glass. The, the, it was a perfect mirrored reflection of the spruce trees, uh, about a hundred yards. It was just, I was just in this bubble and the sun was kind of peeping through, it was super cold, frost was on the grass. And this beaver just slowly starts swimming, creating this, this ripple. And I remember thinking, okay, beavers, beavers, beaver medicine. What does this mean? Beavers are builders. Am I supposed to be building? <gasps> I'm supposed to build something here. Okay, okay, okay. And then we made eye contact, me and this beaver. And the beaver was getting really curious and started swimming up close to me. And we had this, like, beautiful eye contact moment. And then out of nowhere, he just, wha-pow, and he slaps the mm. water and he goes under. And this ripple just went on and on and on. I could have, probably for 10 minutes, I watched as that ripple just kept going and going and going. And then Spirit said, what you're going to build here is going to do the same and it was this idea that the ripple is going to carry for decades it's going to carry for so much past what you think you know and it was like my call it was my if you build it they will come moment it was trust me on this this is your legacy this is this is something far bigger than you and it was an invitation. An invitation is like an offer I couldn't refuse. And it was the motivation that said, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to really do this, I'm a man of excellence. Everything has to be, <laughs> has to be right. If I'm going to do this, I have no other choice. There is no one foot in, one foot out. And what that looked like over the next couple of years was selling everything. Um, my, my safety, my security was in the bank account. And it was taking it all and going, I'm all in. I'm putting mm. my chips in and and that's scary. That's really scary. But it was it was what I believe is the, the principle of the universe, the principle of how this all this whole earth experience works, is that the secret to letting go is when you, you give something away, you have to believe that something else better is going to follow. And over yeah. the course of my life, it's just been taking bigger and bigger jumps, bigger and bigger risks. And there's this, there's this story narrative that exists in our world. As we get older, we, we take less, less risks and less mm -hmm. jumps because there's more to lose. No. Flip mm -mm. that. You flip that. You, yeah. you, there's no reason why you can't take more. In fact, you are more equipped now to believe and trust that the same God, divine source, the entity that protected you to this moment, what got you here is going to get you there. It's the same principle, just bigger stakes. It's the same. It's the same. Absolutely. And, and it's anchoring to that. 
And ultimately, that's what we help men do is anchor to the fact that you are divinely held. You are a spiritual being, a loved, perfect, fully equipped human that has everything that you need. This is about uncovering it and helping you find it and discover it for yourself so that you can claim who you are. And it is not something outside of you. It's not a course that you have to buy. It's not a. It's not something that you have to do. And there's a little bit of work involved, <laughs> mostly getting rid of what's no longer serving you. But the, it's it's free. It's free, and and I, I help men find it, and I can only do that because I've, I found it within myself. <laughs> That's the idea. Wow, I was talking a lot. There you go. I guess that's a good thing. This is a podcast. Mm. <laughs> I was overwhelmed yeah, listening to you. And this whole sensation came across my body of just like feeling just deep vibrations within every from like tingling in mm. my head all the way down to my feet. My emotions came up from my gut, up, rised up into my heart, and I felt my heart rate moving more, mm -hmm. and just kind of my eyes watering up and tears, and that to me is an indication of truth. Yep. And I have some, yeah. whenever I feel that type of activation within my body, then there's something to follow. Yes there Bing. yeah mm -hmm. and that story that you shared was just so powerful and you know i have a my son's about to be 16 and one of the most precious gifts in my entire life is to you know hold space for him mm -hmm. and to guide him to become the man that he wants to become yeah. that he you know and I say this without any hesitation whatsoever, 100%, I fully trust you with my son. Mm. Mm. And I would, That's an honor. you know, it's a gift to be able to have a man like you in his life. Mm. And this work that's a vision that you're building, mm -hmm. I believe in it 100%. Mm. And I would put my own son on the line with you. That's how much I believe in it. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for following your passion, mm -hmm. for taking the risk, for letting go and surrendering. Thank you for listening in those still moments and desiring to connect to spirit and look into the beaver's eyes. Mm and see the reflection and know that this is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. So I thank you mm. for that. Mm. That makes me feel that warm. <laughs> thank you, brother. Um, yeah. So this is obviously a huge work and there's an invitation. What would be that invitation that you would like to extend out to our listeners? Yeah. Um, there's so many ways to get involved. I mean, we're, we're still in, as a nonprofit, we're still in our infancy. There's a lot that goes into um, being able to scholarship men and young men that don't have access to something like this. Um, we, we have been hosting retreats on this island. Um, and just to give you an idea, it's a two and a half acre island uh, in the middle of a wild river. 
in the foothills of the White Mountains, about an hour and a half north of Fairbanks. That's about as remote as you can get. Well, not fully. It's it, it's looking a little bit more developed now that I put my hands on it. Now, um, it's completely off grid. Um, there's no internet. There's no reception. Uh, and the invitation. We've got a couple different uh, retreats coming up. We've got Man Camp. Uh, it's our signature retreat. That is for men that are feeling purposeless, lost, a little bit. Uh, confused about how the world works and, and needs a place of reprieve. Uh, it's an eight-day adventure. We take you and we climb mountains and we, we go kayaking and we do we do the inner work very similar to um, the model of Sacred Sons, just with a little map, Chris Soy, flair. Um, and then we've got the Father-Son retreat, which is probably my favorite right now. This is where we take um, young men ready to step into manhood. And by the way, manhood isn't something that is, is, is just found or earned in a gym. This is something that is two parts. It's bestowed by a community of other men. And number two, it's claimed. It has to be claimed. Mm. It has to be something that has to be chosen. So we give young men the opportunity to choose their next level, to choose what they're stepping into, which requires the death of an old way of being. We have a framework and we had to do all of this. And then there's a, um, the, the death and then there's the ordeal. There's the, there's the, the formation where the new teachings have become internalized, where, where there's a sacred rite of passage, which is somewhat different than an initiation. Init- initiation is more of an entry uh, into the brotherhood, and then a sacred rite of passage is more of a um, celebration and of a transition. And so we kind of merge those. We say that uh, initiation is where challenge meets ceremony. So we, we invite these young men into a very, very intense, um, scary uh, initiation and rite of passage on the island where their fathers can be actively involved because we can't do it without the dads. And if, if, a, if a young man doesn't have a dad, um, we, we do provide, um, I'm going to say filler, but a replacement, a man that they can hold, they space. hold space and trust yeah. for this process to occur. Also an eight-day adventure. Um, we, we climb mountains and kayak and we play airsoft on this wild river island and we're shooting each other and playing storm the island and protect the president. And it's all, again, all through the lens of play. Super fun experience, super bonding. Um, we have a lot of exercises and workshops for this separation to occur i'm sure you've heard the quote if we don't initiate our young men they'll burn it down just the burn down the village just to feel its warmth hmm. and and if we don't initiate our young men they'll burn down the village just to feel its warmth right that's a powerful saying yeah and that's a call to take ownership of yeah. this process of initiation yeah and this welcoming them in mm-hmm. and giving them the opportunity to accept it yeah not right. forcing them, but allowing them to claim it. Mm-hmm. And with each with each step, you know, we have well, there's one at 13, there's one at 16, there's one when you you move out, and it's this this graduation or ceremony has been replaced, right? We've got college hazing, we've got um, you know the graduate. It's these poor substitutes for this yeah. deep thing that needs to happen. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, this year we have the writers workshop. So it's an opportunity for artists and, and writers and collectives to kind of get away from the noise, um, the, the, the chaos, replace the chaos of the world with the cadence of Mother Nature mm. and give them an opportunity to tap back into their soul, their creative expression. Uh, we, it's, this year is unlock, unblock and unleash. 
and uh, gives gives men and women. It's a co-ed retreat. Gives an opportunity for women to come out and give their feminine touch to the land, uh, and and yeah, give people an opportunity to taste taste what I tasted, which is you know that that beautiful. As I say, it's no no longer a whisper in the wind that you have to strain to hear, but it's a conversation, a invitation for collaboration. Uh, for men and women to to touch and taste this beautiful thing. So that's happening this summer. Um, we've got the, all these dates and all of these offerings, invitations on the website, mensalaskaproject.org. That people can check out, and if they feel called, they can book a discovery call with me if they've got questions. And, uh, yeah, we're only eight spots per retreat um, this summer. So it's a pretty intimate group. It's not for everybody, and uh, not everybody's going to get to come. And that's not to meant to, to create scarcity. It's just, it's a sacred island. <laughs> and I can't, this isn't something to commodify and just get a bunch of people in to experience. This is for um, sacred land, and I'm going to treat it like that. So yeah, it's, a, it's a big, powerful thing. Thanks for letting me share that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Sounds like each one of those invitations for the men's retreat adventure, the father and son, and then the writer will each be their own special, unique containers mm -hmm. um, with their own special energies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously men, just men, being able to really connect on a, on a way where the things that are happening back in the, the city and the world and can be really looked at yeah. deeply. With the father and son, there's the initiation component. And there's the whole dynamic there between those generations and, and, the, and then allowing the feminine to come in with the writing, inviting them to come in. And that whole creative expression through writing and unleashing that creativity within, within nature, within the wilderness. This sounds very holistic and dynamic to be able to have those three different invitations. Mm -hmm. And again, the website is... Men's Alaska project.org men's alaska project.org yeah. chris thank you so much for coming on today yeah man. Um, it's you. been medicine for my soul yeah i'm inspired by you to follow my passions and my dreams and to dream big yes sir and i hope that the same has happened for our listeners today as well yeah and thank you guys for for uh for listening to yeah, and thanks for creating this, man. It takes a lot of energy and effort to, to put something. There's a lot of podcasts in the world, and there's a lot of reasons to not do this. So thank you for stepping up and tasting what y y your curiosities and that light up within you. Yeah. And just reflecting that. Thank yeah. you for seeing that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that.